I tend to get a little wordy. Um, let's go to uh, page 45 of the big book, We Agnostics. And begin, lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live. And it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how do we find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we're going to talk about God. Here, difficulty arises with agnostics. Many times, we talk to a new man and watch his hope rise as we discuss his alcoholic problems and explain our fellowship. But his face falls when we speak of, a, of spiritual matters especially when we mention G-O-D, for we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. We know how he feels. We have shared his honest doubts and prejudice. Some of us have been violently anti-religious. To others, the word God brought up a particular idea of him, which someone had tried to impress them during childhood. Perhaps we rejected this particular conception because it seemed inadequate. With that rejection, we imagined we had abandoned God, the God idea entirely. We were bothered with the thought that faith and dependence upon a power beyond ourselves was somewhat weak, even cowardly. We looked upon this world of warring individuals, warring theological systems, and inexplicable calamity with deep skepticism. We looked aghast at many individuals who claim to be godly. How could a supreme being have anything to do with it all? And who could comprehend a supreme being anyway? Yet in other moments, we found ourselves thinking, when enchanted by a starlit night, who then made all this? There was a feeling of awe and wonder, but it was fleeting and soon lost. Yes, we of agnostic temperament have had these thoughts and experiences. Let us make haste to reassure you. We found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, we commenced to get results 
even though it was impossible for any of us to fully define or comprehend that power, which is G-O-D. How about that, Paul? Thanks, Mickey. <laughs> I don't have those pages in the book. I got to get a new book. But uh, <laughs> by the time we get to the end, I forgot. Somebody send them a book. Forgot the beginning. And uh, a power greater than self, I don't know how that immediately leads to the idea of God. It's just the power greater than self. Yeah. So we need a power greater than self. So obviously we have been relying on a power of self. Yes. And relying on the power of self has caused a life that's unmanageable. And any life run on self-will or the power of self is hardly going to be a success. It's a very clear and clean diagnosis. It's not saying anything about God. It's about a power. Yeah. You could be the power that's greater than self. Yeah. But let's say if self has us dominated, then the self is the lower power is using the higher power to enslave or bond the higher power. Yes, that's what I would see it that way. So the dilemma is powerlessness because we're empowered and that empowering of self has led to our demise. And if you can see it as other, this is, you know, when something goes awry, then some symptoms show up. So let's say self-centeredness has gone awry and one of the symptoms of you know, extreme self-centeredness can be addiction and alcoholism. Yes. So the Petri dish that they grow in is self-centeredness, but it can, if the self-centeredness gets a lot of momentum and a lot of juice, it leads, it demonstrates symptoms. And some of them are all the addictive natures. Yes. Overeating, doing this, doing that, tons of it. There's over a hundred meetings that they use the 12 steps for hundred different let's say tributaries, addictive tributaries, yes? But the dilemma is the idea that the higher, first of all, there is no way, there's a, there's a power greater than self that's readily available at all times. I think it's, it's disguised as the unsuspected inner resource. Well, that unsuspected inner resource is the power greater than self then giving names and, and framing it causes a mental disruption. You know, all you, do you want to know God or do you want to feel a power greater than self? Do you want to feel a power greater than self? Call it whatever you want. I, inevitably, you're going to call it what you are, actually. You are the power greater than self that has been subjugated by this, uh, this bondage of self. So a lower power has bound the higher power. How could that be? Just like how a parasite can convince the host that it's the host, yeah? So as, as soon as the parasite convinces the host that it's the host, it's neutralized the higher power of the host. So the lower power of the parasite has now neutralized the higher power of the host by having the host take itself to be the parasite, yeah? So here we are, similar, yeah. 
in certain terminologies, you are what you're looking for, yeah? The seeker is the sort. What's looking, as St. Francis said, well, what's looking is what you're looking for. You are the higher power, in a sense, yeah? That's, that seems to be unsuspected through the identification as self, yeah? So now the higher power is actually being used as fuel by the lower power to express itself. We're used like a, we become a, a form of transportation. It's sort of like if the lower power was an electric car, its battery can only go like 10 miles, yeah? It doesn't have a good range. But if it takes over our power, it can go a long way. Yes? And this is exactly what our condition is in. Yeah? Perhaps there's a better way. The other way is faith and trust, which it says in this reading. Yeah? We have faith and trust. Yeah? But first we had faith and trust in the lower power. We took the lower power to be us. Yeah? It talks to us as us. And when it's afraid of something, we think we're afraid of something. So when it says, I'm super nervous about this situation coming because it's not managerial fucking quality, you align yourself with that statement and say, I'm fucking afraid. You see? So that which is constantly in fear and agitation, you think it's you that's in fear and agitation. You're not. The head is agitated. You are not agitated. So the head is talking to us as us. So it says, I'm afraid, and it is afraid, but you're not that. Yeah. False evidence constantly will appear to be real to false evidence. The idea of being self is false evidence. Therefore, false evidence appears real to it. Yeah. You're trying to convince something that can't be convinced. Just see it as not you. So when it goes, I'm afraid, let's see if you're afraid. Yeah. I'm going to be destitute. Let's see if you are right now destitute. You know, this fear, you sometimes see it when you get into an accident and stuff. When the actual accident is happening, there's no fear or anxiety. You're totally awake. Yeah. Sometimes time really slows down. Yeah. Because the thing that's super afraid shut off. It was too much, the accident for the head. But there you are. Open and available, readily available as the higher power. What sees you through all these messes? It's not the lower power. It's the higher power finally overriding the lower power. Yes. Most people, when you meet someone and they're taken over by alcoholism, you don't talk to them. The alcoholism is talking to you. Yeah. And it sounds so fucking familiar because I've heard tons of alcoholics talk to me. Very rarely did I meet the person behind it or underneath it. The higher power was covered by the lower power. To the point the higher power has no identity in and of itself other than the one the mental state gives it. So it's dancing, it's moving like a Mexican jumping bean from one anxiety to another. 
But if St. Francis was correct, what's looking is us, is what you're looking for. Yeah? What happened to the what's looking? Something moved in, and now self has presented the story of us. And now we live as if we're a self. And we're afraid of a lot of shit that's not happening. False evidence is constantly appearing real. Not to us, because we're muffled, but to the head. Yeah. That's why 30 years of sobriety, people haven't outgrown fear. Because the self doesn't outgrow fear. If you keep listening to the head and you hear its reports about how it sees life and you call its reports yours, you're going to have a feeling that you're seeing life as self. And then you're going to be upset for no apparent reason. You'll be getting like a mini electrocution all fucking day about anxieties that have no basis in reality right this second. You're not responding to it. You're reacting to it. Self is the self is it. Self is saying, I'm afraid. And then I'm afraid. Yeah. We mimic it like a monkey. I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about the future. Yes. And now we try to grow out of something we're not in. I'm gonna, oh, we try to rehab it. How how much has this world tried to rehab self? How much? There's thousands of rehabs and then sober living experiments and every fucking way they could tie a knot, they've tried to untie this knot and it doesn't fucking work usually. Pouring tons of money in it, tons of money. Yeah. $60,000 to go to a month retreat or something. Yeah where they're gonna fit the program around you as the customer. That doesn't work. Yeah. Self is what has defeated us. We have not defeated us. Our power has been used to defeat us, definitely. Yeah, but we have not defeated us. Something foreign to us has defeated us. It's talking as you to you right now. there's so much evidence just wear the glasses you'll see it well everyone here loves to take inventory of people it's almost like uh it's a defense mechanism of the self you try to size everyone up and compare yourself with them yeah yet many of us when we get to the fourth step we months and months of delay to do an inventory Months and months, even though we'll do an inventory in a second for everyone who walks in the room. But no, something doesn't want you to look at your role in things because you're going to see its role in things. You're going to see self's role in what you call your role, I hope. And then hopefully you'll, you'll actually find your true role, which is seeing what you're not. Yeah by seeing the role of self in your defeat. Yeah. You don't hate yourself. Self hates self. You don't have a big fucking resentment towards yourself. Your head does. 
Yeah. You're just ready to breathe. If you could take this wet blanket off you and you can't as that which has, which is under the wet blanket. Self can't get out of self. You've got to see it's not that. That's why they gave us a stepping stone, which they started to push the idea. It's a disease, alcoholism. Yes, the disease of alcoholism grows in the Petri dish of obsession with self. That's where it grows. We're extreme uh, versions of self-centeredness run wild. Exactly. We're showing extreme symptoms of a condition most people are in because we're extreme cases of it, yeah? And then our need to get relief, we became willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now, yeah? We're like the lab rats, really. And hopefully we get to the real, real, real addiction, which is the mental addiction to the idea of being you. You're not much, but you're all you think about, yes? The interest just keeps following the same fucking <laughs> old stories because the scent of you has been sprayed all over it. This is all about you. That's what keeps your interest in. Yes? If you saw a life based on self, not from self, so <laughs> you'd have no interest in listening to it ever again tell you the truth yeah you wouldn't the habit of listening to it may need to be broken but you would lose interest in listening to it for sure it may still impose its will on you for a while but you have lost interest in listening to its bullshit anymore i'm lost interest in listening to others alcoholic bullshit i'm lost interest in listening to this bullshit alcoholic yes <laughs> It's the same lousy water coming out of all these different spigots, yeah. Tastes the same, yeah. So this is a platform we're attempting to put an idea out. And maybe you've run out of ideas and you still feel to, like you're in the clutches of a bondage of self. Well, maybe this will be the interesting key that will unlock that door. Maybe you're not that which is talking to you as you, just maybe. These are not your ideas. You have been taken over and a lot of shit you did when you were really in active alcoholism. You Now you may not be doing it because you're in subdued alcoholism, but that fear of it happening at any moment is still have, capturing us. That is not freedom. That's like oiling the handcuffs so they don't hurt the wrist that much. Yeah, so the problem, my feeling is the mental state is in the act of being identified as the doer, the thinker, the haver, the loser, the seer, the taster, the toucher. It's a made up noun that's placed before all the verbs. And the self tells the story about it being the noun and how it's doing or not doing all the verbs, the verbs they should have been done and the verbs that shouldn't have been done. And this narrative, this story is choking us to death, literally. So we drink and we get loaded to get at least a gasp of a temporary freedom from it. But it's like a slow crushing 
to where you get to an impossible, incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization. If you see it as something other than you, you can see, you can entertain being free from it. If you are in the act of being identified as it, you're trying to be free as it. It's that simple, yeah? One view, you can be free from it. The other view, you've tried thousands of ways of trying to be free as it. Has it worked? Obviously not, yeah? Maybe the freedom is from it, not as it, yeah? I would say it's the first, it's from it. When I recognized it wasn't me, the possibility of being free became available, and so it's become. For one, on one level, the problem does not exist for me every day. <laughs> it just, I don't have a... <laughs> I have been restored to sanity concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink. I haven't started drinking in 35 years. Yeah. It doesn't... I have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not going to make self a service animal. You're not. It's a snake. It's going to bite you sooner or later. <laughs> you can dress it up. You can rehab it. You can get it fit. You can get it great nutrition. It's still going to fucking bite you in the ass sooner or later. <laughs> you can your whole life adorning it and protecting it and being proud of it yet and trying to hide all of its nasty little secrets. You'll be the constant. You'll be its valet all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, so. It's simple. That which has defeated you is not you. How, how more simple can you get? That which you believe has defeated you is not you. So therefore, the defeat can stop. Yeah. If it's you, you got to plead for it to stop. You got to try to rehab it. You try to have to buy it off. It runs extortion over your ass. Yeah. You get to, oh, just give me an hour on the weekend, you know, you're fucking like begging, begging for a little free samples of freedom. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for letting me riff. I'm so tired of, of, uh, That's why we have to have these platforms because people will make it sound like everything else. Oh, this is just about my ego or something like that. I'm saying there's a foreign activity going on in you. It wants your power because it doesn't have much and it's gonna run its story with your juice, yeah? you what you are does not have to be rehabbed it does for sure it may have to i had to stay in a two-year program it was that fucking undomesticated yeah but did my spirit need to go into rehab
Was my spirit completely tarnished and fucked up by all that life? No. It's like the sky. Tons of shit appeared in it, but nothing left the mark. Yeah. The spirit is sound, and I don't believe there's a spiritual malady. I think it's a mental malady. The spirit is just fine. Yeah. It's untouched by all the dirt and the grind that goes on. It's a light that never goes off. Yes. You're not that relevant to put it out. And you're not that relevant to, to turn it on. Yes. Yeah. I feel it's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary to meet it. I truly believe you are the higher power, actually. Not as Paul, but as what we are. Yeah. Hmm. How could something that's supposed to be everywhere be at, at all these specific somewheres unless all these specific somewheres are everywhere? You tell me. He'd be happy, he'd have to be moving so fast to tend to all our little concerns and plans. Yeah. <laughs> he must be in the neighborhood constantly, or it is. I would say it's right where we are. <laughs> Maybe the special somewhere is actually everywhere. <laughs> You've milked that cow of the special somewhere. <laughs> the teats are dry. There's not much else you can get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so the unsuspected in the resource hp higher power <laughs> who is it unsuspected to not hp it's unsuspected to self <laughs> self has been living off of that power and now thinks it's the higher power <laughs> it's playing God, isn't it? The first thing of the whole program, first thing, quit playing God. It doesn't work. Yeah. Is it you playing God or is something playing God on your ass? Yeah. I would say it's the second. Yeah. <laughs> If you see you're not that which is playing God, what will happen? It will continue to play God, but you will lose interest in its playing God. Yeah. And I would say, first and foremost, you're the higher God in this event. Yeah. When you lose interest in the lower God, the lower God's effects diminish. Yes. Yet. If you live completely like it's an unsuspected inner resource, miracles still occur. Yeah. You may not have the eyes to see it. Your head won't let you dwell on it or, or acknowledge it, but a lot of incredible things happen no matter what. Yes. Yeah. So thanks, Ben. Thanks, Paul. Don't you think that um, 
this identity of self can only live in the past or in the future and and uh, becomes in, invisible in the present, in the now? Well, it is invisible and it's only appearing in the mental, the mental picture, the mental E-I-E-Y-E -I -E -E, in the yeah, past yeah. and future. Yeah, it's an activity. It's actually, I feel selfing. It's a mental activity that implies something. What is that? What does it imply? It implies you're the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster. What is that pictured as a body? And what's it called? Self. Yeah. So it it a false identity. It's a false identity. It presents a story, and just like when you were a kid and you read a story, you imagine what the boats looked like or the people. Yes. Your imagination sure. picture that which was only written. Well, exactly. We have an audio tape of selfing going on, and we're the uh, we're the illustrator of the book. Yeah, we give a picture to the story, and that picture is the body we seem to be in. Yeah, and now the body is attributed all the qualities of a subjective experience as an object. Yes. Yeah. So the subject. When in reality, world, it's it's just an illusion or a de delusion. Well, exactly. It's it's uh, things are appearing, and there's meaning given to the appearances. Yeah. So we have very good examples at meetings where people had an idea what was the worst thing that ever happened to them. Maybe it was the night they got pulled over or something. But now that they're in AA for a while, they realize that was the best thing that ever happened to them. What was it? Was it the worst thing and then transformed into the best thing? Or was it the meaning you gave it? So the meaning, the worst thing ever happened was based on you, not on what happened. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a, a pretty interesting idea to see that you're giving everything all the meaning it has. Wouldn't you call that dreaming, really? Sure. Yeah. So this is an, an act of dreaming, literally. Yeah. And like it says in the book in the forward about alcoholism, it's a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Seemingly means it appears to be true or false to you. Isn't that what's going on? You would think if something was real, it would have the same effect on everyone. It would impose its reality on you, but we actually give everything all the meaning it has. Something in one person's view was terrible becomes the greatest success in someone else's life, yeah? Yeah, so I don't care if you think this place is real or not, it's being overridden by a subjective experience, yeah? So maybe the trees are real, but the trees aren't, what we get is the meaning we give the tree when we see it, yeah? That's called the subjective experience. It's overriding this objective reality if there is one, yeah? You see yeah. it as how you see it. You don't see things how they are. You see things how you see them, yeah? 
Yeah. That's pretty powerful. Could you imagine having that be run by a small, a lower power that lives a very myopic view? All that light going through a little tunnel. Wow. Yeah. I would call that bondage or slavery. The slavery of self. Yeah. You got relief from it. That's why you, you know that's the problem. I have relief from it, and that's why I know it's the problem. Yeah. I know what has defeated me. This idea of self. I believed in that, and I believed a lot of false evidence, and my life was a lot of decisions based on self that put me in positions that brought harm to me and I didn't feel like I deserved it and so on and so forth exactly how they describe us in the book that would you could have called that me because yeah my alcoholism was the biggest trait I was expressing just that's why I can recognize another alcoholic yeah I know what it's like to live under that tyranny because I did and I can see them living under that tyranny yeah yeah. So I saw that self or this idea of Paul was just that, an idea of Paul. Yeah. Covering up an activity of something like a parasitical movement, really neutralizing the host and making the host an unsuspected inner resource to the host, <laughs> which is unbelievable to me. Yeah. You're being defeated by your own light in a way. It's wild. So that happened a long time ago. It's produced a lot of effects. And one of them is the problem does not exist for me today. Which is a damn good fucking solution. Yeah. And I truly <laughs> it sure believe, works. <laughs> yes. And I believe why that is in the habit of being that way is because the problem doesn't exist as me anymore. I do not take, I do not believe I set out on a course to do this shit I did while under the influence. I do not believe there was choice involved in that at all. I felt I was taken over, compelled, directed, driven, however they use it. They describe it tons of ways but basically the point is you were not the driver. Yeah, you were the, you were the car. You've been driven by a hundred forms of fear and shit like that. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. self-imposed catastrophes, not your imposed, self-imposed catastrophes, yes? Why the hell can't we see that there's something different in this message? The manifestations of self are not ours. Yeah. Stop calling them your resentments. They're not your resentments. They're how you look at life from a, a lens called self. Yeah. You see threats where they aren't. And even when they are, you'll dwell on it for 40 years to be right about it. Yeah. This does it or does it not say in the book, page 64, being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. 
That's the biggest, one of the biggest statements in there. Being convinced self manifested in various ways is what mm -hmm. has created us. We will now look at its common manifestations, common ones. Yeah. And the next paragraph is resentment. So resentment mm -hmm. and fear. And then what do you, what, you know, you did a lot of harm to people just looking for what you wanted to get. Yeah. What drove that to occur? Okay. Those are manifestations of self. And through those manifestations, we have been defeated by this idea of self. Yeah. Why, when we start describing those manifestations, do we keep calling them ours? They become attached, don't they? Well, obviously, you're the glue and you keep applying it. Yeah. I want to get out of my resentments. Well, maybe see them as not yours to begin with. That probably would speed up the process. Seriously. Yeah. Don't you see it? It's just. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's sort of like someone kills somebody. They hand you the gun. Now you have fingerprints on it. And now you say, this is my, my gun. You're going to prison for 30 years. Yeah. Did you kill the person? No. Yeah. But my gun. Yeah. Don't you see that hitches, that little hiccup breathes life over and over to the problem? That Certainly. little mistake. Every day you're trying to get out of your manifestations is a day of success for self. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Let's go and just keep talking about our resentments. You don't think that's breathing life into a resentment? Just do the inventory and see how self has defeated you. You won't be talking about yours so much. You'll see it. It's in our situation. And through that commonality, the negation of your extreme personalness of the disease will be broken. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. It'll make no sense at all to believe you're the doer of shit you had nothing to do with, other than being the one who got hit with the punch, so to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You ever see that in football? Some guy fucks one guy. The next guy responds, and that the, the referees only see the second guy. The first guy gets away with murder. The second guy, 15-yard penalty or something like this. This is how slow our head is. Yeah? We immediately get screwed, and then we claim we had a whole lot to do with it. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah? And carry it for 40 years. 40 years. Still believing you. You did all that shit while you were under the influence. 40 years. When are you going to, even like a criminal system like in America has a statute of limitations. Even, even the, the government won't go that fucking far. That, but no, in the head, you've been convicted of shit you never even did for 50 years. And then they torture you with fake probation meetings where you're never going to get off. It's just a fucking formality. You go back there, the file gets re reinvigorated, and then you feel bad again. 
<laughs> Any growth gets stunted, don't you see it? You're growing out of something and it pulls you back in. No, 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 no. You were the doer of all that. You have to pay. Yes, you paid enough. Jay has her hand up, Paul. Would you? Yes, Jane. Yes, yeah. Hey, Paul. I'm an alcoholic. My name's Jane. You know me. Um, I've been sober 34 years, and uh, I'm experiencing what you're talking about when I find myself disturbed. So um, I, I'm doing the host parasite thing. I can see it as two individual things that my life has been being narrated by not me. And I'm wondering if exposure to this message over and over, I imagine it must be frustrating because it is extremely simple. Once I got that paragraph down, being convinced self is what has defeated me. I look at its common manifestations. I like you don't believe that everything is a written down resentment. What I'm wondering is who's left, what's left, Will I find that listening to this and just continuing to listen to this when I realize, oh, that person was unkind to me. Okay, I can't react to that because that's my disease telling me to look at it through this lens or whatever. I'm just skipping down the road to be happy. What, do, what replaces that since I can't shut my head up? Just find out, that's all. Find out just what? Well, trust the process. You'll find out what relief actually feels like. Okay. Good answer. You will. And it will be accompanied by a, a, a deeper loss of interest in all of the fucking shit up there. Yeah. Remember, the head plays the judge, the jury, the convicted, the defendant, the fucking prosecutor. It's having a field day. It just likes to keep the the lights on the fucking play as long as it can go. Yes. You're not that important to be, to uh, not have the statute of limitations apply. Jesus, <laughs> have you ever made amends to where you thought, you know, I did this terrible thing and then you, you've been avoiding the person for 20 years and then you meet them and you tell them they didn't even remember this thing that you thought was like an earth shattering fucking you know full sleeve tattoo on their life they fucking don't even remember they don't even remember you happens all the time all this, the time. Is, this is like in this let's say there's a real world but in that mental landscape it makes mountains out of molehills it says it says Mount Tam is Mount Everest, you know, Mount Tam near us. It, it distorts shit constantly. And if, it, if it's kept in there, you live as if it's Mount Everest. That's why it's important to have a community where you can share because people, like they say in recovery, hey, we're not all going to be insane at the same time. Yeah, so you can fucking, you'll get some sense of sanity from someone else when you go off on your, blah, 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 blah. And maybe they'll just say, get your calendar out. What day is it? July 13th. 
Yeah, look at where your feet are. Yeah, just freaking simple little things like that because the head wants you go up in that vacuum of what's not happening. And it has incredible assurance when it speaks that it knows what's going to happen or what did happen. And it's full of shit. <laughs> it's a terrible forecaster. It is. It's just terrible. That's why you need to honor its failures, just like you honor the success and the gratitude. You have to honor the failures of which is attempting, what is attempting to lead you, because it's a failed GPS. Yeah. And your role is to honor that, to see, yeah, I believe that shit and it was wrong. Yeah. Your own awareness of what's happening will, will, speed up the defeat of this idea of self. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll find out, honey. I have great faith in it because, first of all, it's based on fact. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is, uh, <laughs> that thing that can make something out of nothing, when it finally runs into something, it's going to be powerful, yes. Can I ask you one other question? Yeah, Sorry, sure. Kurt, really quick. Why in AA is it the constant um, retire at night, review, inventory, look at? I look at things in the moment, and because of coming here and listening to you and reading your book, I it makes so much sense to me why I've been so confused, because I was mashing the two things together and they're separate. Well, yeah. So sometimes if self is strong, then you need to do that kind of stuff. I wouldn't suggest anything other than you, but I believe you can grow out a lot of it. Okay. And, I, uh, I don't think the big foot out of, of the sky comes out and steps on you. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I think you outgrow a lot of stuff. And a lot of the stuff in, in a weird way, I remember people I worked with and my suggestion to them was stop doing inventories because it was like, to me, it looked like it was another form of obsession with self. They were constantly going over everything they did to see what the intention was before it. It just was blatant obsession with self, I felt. So I'd say, why not just enjoy the space that this program has brought you to, yeah? This isn't about, this is about, you know, you look at your life with, and maybe put it into two time magnification. You don't have to go to 50 time magnification. Yes. The two time magnification is enough. You'll see that which you didn't see before. You know what I mean? You don't want to get into the whole anatomy of why you're fucked. You might as well enjoy you're not fucked now to me. Yes. So, when there's no magnification, you're not seeing anything. Yes, we got to have a little magnification so we can see some shit. But when the head starts claiming it and starts getting it to the 80th power, to me, that's obsessing with self, my view. Tell you the truth. Yeah, this should be a relaxed, disarming condition, I would feel. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> really because <laughs> the more and more you magnify that the bigger bigger your head is so to speak yes 
Yes. Mm. We don't do the maintenance to maintain a spiritual condition. We do the maintenance to maintain a diminished mental condition so that the spirit doesn't have much as many obstacles to shine through, yeah, in my case. So if the mental condition is at a high tide state, you better do those things because you need to diminish that mental condition. If the mental condition is severely diminished, you're enjoying that space, yes? I think that's the appropriate response. I do not think you are maintaining a spiritual condition. The spiritual condition maintains itself. You're maintaining a mental diminishing. Yeah. And that doesn't go on forever because it diminishes enough where the other side is overwhelmingly uh, emphasized. Yes. Yes. So this isn't about in uh, increasing your spiritual condition is getting to a nice level of diminished mental condition because you don't increase light, like light's light. Yeah. There's in spirit, there's not like a heavy spirit and a light spirit, a longer spirit, a shorter spirit. Yes. It's, it's not like a workout. Yeah. It, it's, its own being is the maintenance of itself. Light begets light. Yeah. I believe what we do a lot of this stuff for is to diminish a mental condition, which is this obsession with self. And you'll know, just like when people go to meetings, I have some sponsees. And so let's say they go into four meetings a week and then they drop down to two meetings a week and they tell me, you know, if I go to four meetings a week, that's the edge of that little knife is blunt and it's cool. And then when I drop down to two, it gets a little sharp again. I said, well, just kick up, you know, kick up to four meetings a week. Yeah, you found the groove. Yes, you found what you need to do to have a balance or a, a consistent condition. So if you go to less meetings, it gets a little edgy. If you stay at four or more, everything's cool. All right. That's a beautiful diagnosis, isn't it? Yeah. So... My feeling, really, the spiritual awakening is not an event. It's a condition that, that's unsuspected only because the emphasized of the mental condition. When the mental condition diminishes, which means a loss of interest in it, then th there's an obvious awake awakeness to spirit because it's, the, it's, the, it's there already. Yes? Yeah. I don't believe, uh, I did at one time, I don't believe it now, that I'm improving a spiritual condition. I don't. I think it's the, it's the other way around. You're, you're weakening a mental condition by these habits and suggestions we have in AA. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And you get to a point where it's diminished. Yeah? Yeah. To see one side of a picture, the whole other side doesn't have to be completely diminished. Yeah. It just has to be underemphasized for the other picture to show up. Yes, that's all. I'm not, uh, 
yeah <laughs> just i feel like i'm looking for the work ending as soon as it can and then chilling out yeah i don't want to get into an advanced working stage <laughs> <laughs> you may resurrect the self <laughs> let it let it stay dead and buried <laughs> if you're worrying about your spiritual condition that worrying is coming from a mental condition the spirit isn't worrying about a spiritual condition i humbly do not the spirit's not worrying about any of it. Yeah, yeah. So what's seemingly managing your spirit's condition is a mental condition. <laughs> that should tell you something right there. <laughs> what's telling you how spiritual you are is a mental condition. <laughs> well, if I look the part, I guess I'll be the part. You'll see that won't work. <laughs> All that loose clothing and the long hair, <laughs> the loving gaze. Doesn't make it so. <laughs> I feel spirit is not something that's built or advanced. It's best accepted. Yeah. 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 It doesn't need help to shine. It doesn't. Yeah. Just open the curtain. There'll be tons of light coming in. Just lose interest in the mental state. Yeah. You can't lose interest in the mental state as the mental state. That's the thing. Self can't get out of self. So that's a good warning to understand. Yeah. So when you're plotting away, trying to get out of self as self, you'll see it's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When you sign up for a two year course of how to lose interest in self as self, that's interest in self. <laughs> so this is a different kind of message. You'll feel it when it works. It may not have the click you think to the safe, but when it makes the sound and the door opens, you'll know it was on the money. Yeah. Yeah. Relief is a very good indication. You're on to something. I don't mean relief from a stressful day. I mean relief. A relief that doesn't come from stopping something that was hard to do. A relief. Yeah. 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 Anyone else? Thanks you. It's always good to see a homegirl from Mill Valley, from Marin. The funny Thanks. thing is, honey, you and I are the only two members in this at this zoom are you serious of you and i from our area yes oh wow yes okay how, prophet, how embarrassing never recognized in his own village well it's weird because paul has heard me share in meetings for you know 20 something years and it was all bullshit of repeating shit that i heard that I mimicked what this person was doing, saying, oh, you got to do this and do it on your knees and do it, you know, at this angle. And I, <laughs> I can't even figure out who the hell I am now. So Great. I'm going to trust the process. I love, though, that I can't get to a state of upset because the minute I go there, I go, host parasite, which do you want to be? 
And I go, oh, it's not happening at me. And then I don't know what to do. I just get quiet. Great. Yeah. Frustrated, but quiet. That becomes your, your, your eternal condition. I don't know what to do. Yeah. My friends will be thrilled. It works. <laughs> it all works. Yeah. Hey, oh, Paul. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, Zoe. Oh, good, good. Um, I just wanted to chime in. I, I, I was watching a video this morning, and I think it was from Tuesday. Like you were taught this past Tuesday, you were talking about your body was going through some stuff. Is that right? The head, yes. I had... I have sinus stuff going on. Okay. Um, yeah. So, all those years. You so you had <laughs> so it brought up all those old ideas and stuff like yeah. I I just wanted to say that was such a beautiful no no video. No, no, no no old ideas no old ideas. It was just I have a a physical pressure in the head, and my my nose hurts. Because I have, okay. a, yeah, and I also have a, I threw the shoulder out, so I wasn't swimming for a little while. So, but no, no old ideas. I don't know. About no, that. I think it, you were referring to like when the, like even at this, whatever, you know, 35 years in and, and just w with this other understanding, like the cell thing still comes, can come up like a bubble. And I think you were talking about the the old ideas in terms of like w when they come up through the body it's like this uh like the self has this crystallized idea of uh I don't, and maybe maybe it was an older video i don't know it just popped up so i was thinking it was on maybe the tuesday one 2004 maybe <laughs> oh, okay well anyway but and, i'm, and I'm you, understanding what you're saying the okay. self thing continues, honey, but now uh, it's more like a comedy routine than a, a dramatic uh, Greek tragedy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. As and long as you're here, the head and and the head is cognizant. It does its thing. See, it's not you. See, yeah. a lot of people are expecting something that they're not conditions to change when they change. And they always get surprised that it's not changing fast enough or completely enough because you don't have anything to do with that, the mental activity, truly, in a sense. Yeah. 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 But yeah. there's an identification as it. So we're, we're judging our condition by its conditions. Yeah. And this oh, is yeah. this is a big mistake. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you were also talking. I just wanted to say you, the way you talked about step six and seven in that video just really brought it to life for me. It, so I, I just yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because people are getting to see a lot of the old stuff they used to look from in a way. They're seeing its presentation now. And in recovery, we have it, you know, steps six and seven. So that's like the recycle shoot. So mm, when the shit's yeah. seen, you bring it to that and you ask that, that, whatever that may be for you, 
or as you to reconfigure it. So it's like yeah. energy can't be created nor destroyed, but in the dreaming, energy takes form. It, it appears certain ways. And sometimes the head likes to lock that appearance in and cement it. And then you may have a dream, uh, which is a, uh, a, a dream that happens a lot in your life at night. And you'll recognize there's a, like a Jungian archetypical shit in there. You bring that to six and seven and you ask that power to reconfigure it. Yeah. So let it take this. In, because in the head, it's basically just paying rent for a lot of storage units. Yeah. And then let's open those windows and the doors and, the, and life will bring it up while you're living sober. You're going to see the roots and the, the uh, tails of alcoholism. You can bring that to six and seven and get that energy reconfigured. It may be put to better use in your life and to others. Yeah. Yeah. I love six and seven are the most active steps in a way after a while. Yeah, I had never seen that before, but the way you explained it, it really hit home. Thank you. Yeah, because what's going to get revealed? Like in recovery, they say this power is going to constantly reveal more to us. Yeah, what is most of it going to be revealed? Isn't about what we are. It's about what we're not. It's about the alcoholism and shit. You get revealed a lot of that. And when it's revealed, you don't make it your self-knowledge. You bring it to six and seven. Let it get fucking uh, recycled, changed, yes? It's almost the old story in, in Hinduism. They talk about it. There's, let's say, 800 different uh, forms of gold, statues, these horses, and this and that. The gold is the value, though. So they're going to, this life is going to melt down all the, the gold that's been put into a form and seemingly captured in that form and melt it back to the gold. And now use that gold and, and maybe not even put it into another form and, and extract that gold and put it into your life and to other people's life through you. Yeah, that's step six and seven to me. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So like last night I had a dream, which I've had, I didn't, but there was a dream, had them many times, but different. This was a less of a... Uh, it didn't fuck up as much as the other dreams. So it was an upgrade in a way. But the same thing, I wake up in the morning, I go, hey, I'm entirely ready to have that reconfigured. Ask that power to do it. There you go. Go on with your day. Yes? Yeah. It's not the, it's not the process. It's the faith in the process. If you, as an action figure, have, has experienced on such a deep level that something did for you what you could not do for yourself, which like in my case, striking me sober, there's a lot of faith in that recognition. And that's what really triggers six and seven is the faith you have in the process. And I have a lot of faith in the process of recovery. I have, I've seen it in my own life in this and I've watched it in many, many others. Yeah. So that faith is really what, uh, you know, that's what runs the recycling machine is that faith. Yes. Yeah. 
you look at it, the cost of miracles, if you don't mind, if I don't know if you've ever been introduced to it, quite interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I've studied so, it for a while. I'm speaking for the other group. So oh, let's gotcha. say they're talking about the Holy Spirit in there. And my idea of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit takes the same information that the brain is taking in and calculates it differently. That's all. Yeah. So it's the same stuff. Nothing has to change, but it gives it a completely different meaning. Yeah. So now, instead of having just shepherd's pie every fucking day, you now have another possibility. Yeah. It's the same ingredients, but maybe it goes down a lot better if it doesn't look like a shepherd pie. Yeah. And so now you're starting to rely or having faith in the Holy Spirit instead of the old K-Paul. Yeah. And now there's an immunity being built against the K-Paul advertisement because you're a devoted listener to the Holy Spirit, so to speak. Yes. There you go. We call it the higher power. You can do whatever you like. But there is something that occurs, takes the same information, the same data, and take and gets a whole lot different uh, information out of it completely. Yes. So instead of going to an A meetings, seeing, well, I don't get anything from these anymore, you'll see what you can put into the meeting. Yeah. And you are just being present there can be very valuable. You don't know. So you just sit there and there you have it. It's the same thing going to a meeting, but the attitude's different, yes? So now this is what happens a lot. And the sequence of what's emphasized changes. Instead of you being emphasized in every situation, certain situations override you, and now other people are being emphasized. Pretty good, yeah? Yeah. Uh, anyone else? I don't see anybody. Uh, Kurt had his hand up, but he uh, has disappeared on us. Well, we went off on this riff too much, eh? but hey. <laughs> That's okay. We went where we needed to go. Yes, yes. So listen, let's say goodbye unless anyone else has a question. All right, let's go. Carrie. Anyone nice else want to raise your hand? too late now i've started the process of goodbye uh oh you had okay your you had your moment but i broke through it there all right we got mickey thank you mickey for all the uh yeah holding the space i'd like to read that part of the book you read because there's a lot of good nuggets in there i uh i'm gonna find i have another book around the house i'm gonna find it i'll be ready next tuesday yeah excellent Yes, we got Dirk. Nice to see you, Dirk. Yep, we got Steve in San Diego. Uh, oh, Isha, I like, thank you for spelling it for us, Isha. Oh, hi. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> and welcome. I'm happy to meet you. Thank you. How did you find out about us? Oh, I, um, I listened to you on YouTube for a while, actually. Oh and, great. Um, right, yeah, great. and I love I love the names and bitch slap, so I find it there. All right. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. We got Joseph, Joseph in France. 
did you move downstairs? Yes, I moved downstairs. Oh, you did, great. Yes, there was a heat wave and now it's better, but I kept uh, going there because it's comfortable. <laughs> yeah, the heat goes up, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, thank you, Joseph. Nice to see you. Cool, a little cooler today? Yes. Oh, good. And thank, thank you for the meeting, Paul. I don't talk often, I know, but I really appreciate the meetings and it has a profound effect on me. Well, Joseph, I know that you appreciate it without you saying anything. So for everybody, it, it works. <laughs> I, I just want to tell everybody that it works. I, I, I've thought of myself of, uh, as a bad uh, pupil, you know, because uh, I listen to many, many talks and, uh, but um, how to say that? It just works. <laughs> keep keep at it. <laughs> keep listening to the message, and it works. <laughs> Thank you. Joseph. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Sally. She's participating wherever she is. Yes, John K. Nice to see you, John. Keith, there he is. Chris B in Boston. <clears throat> How's the weather there, Chris? Better? It's uh, super hot. Super Vermont hot. Got yeah, Vermont. Like nine, 90. Wow. Well, here it's a little warm too, but we're used to it more in Nevada. All right. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Uh, Rico. Nice to see you, my friend. Kathleen. I think it all got worked out, Kathleen. I think I called you. I don't know. I think Phoebe knows, knows her and stuff. Yeah, thank you. Gary, <clears throat> Gary, you're outside. That's good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it here at home. You cleaned up and everything. You look like a yeah. new Gary. Oh, very good. I do. Yeah, good stuff there. All right. When I come back up there, I'm going to call you and we'll visit. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. I should go up there sooner or later. All right. All right. Suzanne M. Always nice to see Suzanne. Thank you. Roman. There he is. Claire. I don't know if I've met Claire before, have I? Oh, nice to meet you, Claire. Where are you from? Ramsgate? Yeah, the UK. Down on the Kent Coast. Okay. Nice to meet you, Claire. Angie. We got Jeffrey in Seattle. He's picking up eyes. That's very interesting. We got Alex and Jocko. Alex and Jocko now. Jocko Pastorius. He was my favorite Jocko. Now I'm going to have to make room for another Jocko. Okay. That's all right. Nice to see you guys. J.A. from Canada. Oliver from Berlin. Nice to see you, Oliver. Angela, Hallie, Zoe. I'm always happy to hear from Zoe. Uh, uh, let's see. We've got mm, Nina. 
pleasure speaking to Nina earlier. Erica, just lost her, 108. Cassandra B, Annette, Elizabeth and Rob, Christine and Kona, Jesse. I hear Jesse's maybe coming to Italy. That's great. I really look forward to seeing her. Uh, hey, thank you, everyone. I'll see you soon. We'll be here Saturday, one o'clock Pacific time, uh, Zoom, and alive at the church. So, see you guys. Thank you. Thank Hi, you, Paul. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thank nice.